your back versus you can see the pores in your face, right? Yeah. Nobody, nobody really likes that. So. Nobody, yeah. With with HD these days, we don't need oh to. My oh my gosh. Well, hey everyone, I am Jim Gaston. You're on No Law from Left Behind. Uh, I'm joined today by Krista Carter. Krista, how you doing there? I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. Looks like we both ever get a little bit of sun, so our our additional lighting is kind of kind of on maybe a little bit unnecessary. But so anyway, well, listen, everyone, Krista Carter is an incredible, incredible expert in the field of legal marketing. She is like the boss when it comes to this. And what she has to say today, you need to listen to. She's going to talk about what it's going to take for your law firm or you as a lawyer to market to your target audience in this post-COVID times, right? And things are changing very, very fast. So Krista, I really appreciate you joining us. It, it, I know it's your time is valuable, um, but listen, you know, I, I love to do, I, I love to have my my uh, participants um, introduce themselves because I always butcher it. So if you don't mind, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your incredible background of Strauss and Troy, and definitely tell us a lot about the Legal Marketing Association chapter in Kentucky. All right. Well, I'm Krista Carter. I am the marketing director at Strauss Troy. Um, we are a full service law firm with about 50 attorneys in Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. And um, we do a whole range of. A lot. Yeah, we do a whole range. <laughs> um, I am. A, I've been there for five years. I am a sole marketer, um, meaning I am the, I am the whole marketing department. <laughs> which is how a lot of my career has been. I've kind of been a do everything type of person. Um, and before I was in legal marketing, I worked in fundraising marketing and in um, hospital marketing. So mm -hmm. I have a long history of services marketing, which is what we're doing here. Let me, let me go back to Strauss Troy real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Strauss Troy work with business customers and consu legal consumer, like home and uh, private? We do. We do. We um, have a, a strong uh, corporate marketing department. Mm -hmm. We also have um, real estate, commercial real estate. Okay. We work yeah. with yeah. Um, both business to business and business to consumer. consumer so. right. right. Consumer law. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great, great, great. And, uh, and so, I was going to say something, uh, kind of like you, you mentioned something that gave me a thought. You were a nonprofit fundraising, right? I know you're the Cincinnati Foundation, who I love, good friend of mine, Marcel. Hi, Marcel, um, is the IT director up there, uh, or maybe CIO. I can't remember his title. He's just awesome. And so there's nothing harder from a marketing perspective than to ask people to give you money for donations. You get you get marketing because of that. Right yeah. There. Yeah. You're you're not selling a product. You're selling a feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's also important to remember in all services marketing that mm -hmm. that you're not just selling a product or a service. You are selling a feeling that goes along with that. Yeah. So one that. of the things that um, to me is important for marketing Strauss Troy is to not just sell our expertise, which in in our service areas are both deep and very wide. We've got a lot of experience in Top that, nine. but Top we're nine. also selling that feeling. We partner with our clients. So we're also selling that partnership and that feeling of trust. You know what? That's the word right there. 
to me, marketing is what what builds trust relationships, right? Yeah. Um, that that is what really gets people to sign on the dotted line or make the purchase they need to pay or give yeah. you money, right? They give you money. Let, let's. I don't, I don't mean to make it dirty, but you know, it's not dirty. It's it's a transaction that is a need that somebody has, but they're not going to do that if you didn't do your job and build the trust relationship through the marketing through the messaging. Right. Yeah. Right. So so, and, and I think you do a great job because. It's a top-notch firm. Tell me a little bit more about, tell everybody a little bit more about the Legal Marketing Association, the Kentucky chapter. And we got it wrong, by the way, in our post. You're not president-elect. You're, I mean, chair-elect. You're the chair. I'm the chair now. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what you've done in the past with LMA in Kentucky and uh, and kind of what you foresee. All right. So um, Legal Marketing Association is actually an international association, and I am the local chair of the Kentucky chapter. And we have local events a couple times a year. Uh, we've obviously had to switch that just a little bit to uh, to go more virtual. But um, we had a couple of, of in-person events last year. What we do is we'll, we'll usually have lunch and learns where we try to find something that that our legal marketers would benefit from, and sometimes even attorneys would benefit from. Right. And we would host them because Kentucky is a large state. We would try to host them somewhere somewhat central, or we would kind of rotate where we would do them. Right, right. right. And so we've done like a media panel before. We've had, um, I think we we had one where the... Um, Dean of the UK law school was, was going to speak. Oh, wow. um, we do a lot of things. And then we also just have social events so that we get to, to know each other and bounce ideas off of each other. And, and that's really, that's really it right there is the clearinghouse of ideas and concepts, right? Yes. You that know, is what are you guys doing? What's working for your law firm, you know? And, and so right. listen, let's, I, the reason I want to talk to L about the LMA a little bit is because we want members. You want members, right? That's yes. what we're yes. doing for. Part of this is to help people yes. dive into the LMA. And so is there a great exchange of information and ideas when it comes to the people that are in, in the LMA? There is a really good, really good chain. I mean, one, you get to see if things that you experience in your firm are consistent with other firms. Yeah. Um, you might get ways to handle certain things and you see what other firms are doing marketing wise. And mm -hmm. let's be honest, when you are marketing, you do need to do a comparison of, yeah, of other, like do some benchmarking of other firms. Yeah. You know why you can't work in a bubble. If you're, if you are trying to, if you're sitting behind your desk and you're trying to do what you think is brand new, the chances are somebody's done it and they've got some statistics on how well it works. Yes. Already. yes. And so it's a great platform to share that information. Yes. So, now, do you have to be a marketer to join LMA? Can you do not have to be a marketer. Um, we have, we have some members who I believe are, are attorneys who are marketing themselves. And so they get to learn that way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to the Legal Marketing Association conference next week. Um, I leave Sunday for the conference in Las Vegas. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah. I'll give you 50 bucks to lay down on something for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Monday, the first day, they always have kind of breakout sessions that are pre-sessions. And so I'm going to one that is for um, solo 
solo marketers and small firms. And so yeah. at that, there it looks like there are going to be just attorneys who are in a solo practice who are trying to learn how to better market themselves. Oh, God. So yeah. If you have a stake in getting your legal services out there, then I would say look into LMA. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, I In the post that's on LinkedIn, I put your LinkedIn profile so everyone can go and connect with you. So they should do that and she will help you get uh, navigate LMA and maybe come to a meeting. You know, and yeah. if, you need, if you need a sponsor or something like that, you got you can count on us. Right. We'll, we'll sponsor whatever you Great. need. Okay. So um, we have um, we have an event coming up in June that is going to be 25 tasks that legal marketers can do right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Count me in for a, for a sponsor. All right. I'll, I'll attend. I'd love to attend. All right. The, the podcasts are marketing. So let's go, let's go through. We, we have some questions, right? Yeah. So let's get right to it. I mean, I know we kind of been around the block a little bit on some other things, but from a marketing perspe- perspective. I'm a law firm slash lawyer, right? You know, assume that I don't have a marketing professional. What do I need to do a little bit different right now during post-COVID times, right? I mean, before it was, you know, look, I remember 25 years ago, if you didn't have the phone book, the cover of the phone book, the back of the phone book, the outer rim of the phone book, you know, if you didn't have that, you weren't getting anybody. If you didn't have a park bench, you weren't getting anybody. If you didn't have a billboard, you weren't getting anybody. What do we do now? What's different? So... A lot of a lot of things have changed since COVID. And one of the big things is so many people are online a lot more often, not just for work, but connecting with people. And so that has changed how we do things. One of the things that I think would be important is um, get a good content marketing program out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you want to um, first you have to generate the content. Yeah. But you're the content expert, so there should be plenty of content. So write a couple of articles about something you are an expert on. Um, pick something newsworthy and go from there. Um, Maybe I should do the website, Publish it on the website, then get it out on your social media channels. Do people have to lawyers today and, and, and you know, have to write their own content? What are, what are some of the things they can do to write, get content written for them? Well, there are some content writing companies. So um, we've talked to a few. Our our firm prefers to generate content from within. Yeah. But um, I can I can always give some recommendations of of some people who do that. There are writers all over the place on Fiverr. I mean, there are all over. Um, One of the things that is, I guess, unique to legal marketing. also, I would say to medical marketing, because we had to have things reviewed by a physician, um, oh, yeah. would be there's so much involved with the law. So some attorneys have trouble turning that writing over to somebody else who they don't, who isn't an attorney. Yeah. yeah. So I have talked to a couple of people who are writers and like uh, there's one person, um, I think his name is Peter Darling, who... Okay. Um, who is an attorney, but he has a content writing business. So oh, he generates content for firms. And Peter Darling is going to be very busy after the podcast. He is. And we'll, I, wish, we'll I would have loved to have worked with him, but, but our firm likes to generate content from within. 
not a problem. We'll put Peter Darling's link uh, yeah. I think, in the comments if we can. So, uh, so you know, are, are in-person events important still? Or are we leaning more towards virtual events? I think in-person events are coming back for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of that relationship building. Mm-hmm. While virtual events are great and virtual events have gotten us through the last couple of years, um, it's about relationship building. Yeah. Um, you, If you see an attorney speaking about something they're an expert on, on a virtual event, that's great. And that is going to help you. But if you actually get to talk to that attorney after the event mm-hmm. or get to feel more of a personal connection, I think that's going to take that marketing relationship further. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea of marketing. The, the idea of marketing is just to generate the interest. Right. You know, the sales part of it is building the relationship, the one-on-one relationship. And we keep, you know, lawyers don't look at the word sales like I look at the word sales. I don't think it's a bad word, right? Right. Um, Sales is just relationship building, you know, showing people through through a relationship that I can do this for you, right? All you got to do, you know, look at my experience. And if you don't have a relationship, they're not going to look at that. So marketing should build that up, right? Marketing should get that, get that lead, if you will. Okay. And, uh, and then the rest is really up to a lawyer, but does, does it stop once we've got that? I mean, should we continue to, to feed information to that? Yes. Well, that prospect. Yes. Um, one thing we like to do is, um, after a virtual event, um, we get people to sign up for emails Mm -hmm. and, um, we send them the deck, of course, yeah. Um, and then anything related to what they're interested in. Yeah. yeah. We want to keep it, it's awareness. It's awareness. And there, there's the marketing funnel, which is um, awareness, interest, uh, consideration, mm-hmm. conversion, and then retention. Yeah. Oh, now, I love them. Whether we've converted them or not, we want to take them to that next step. So if they're interested, we want to convert them with that information. If we've already converted them and they're a client, we want to keep reinforcing that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I don't think that, that, that information flow should ever change. Even after we've, we've, and, and this is really in retention, it's almost like we want to continually educate, right? Yes. I'm a big educational marketer. That's what this is. This is educational marketing. Yeah. Right. Um, it, you know, and, and, and to segue that really quick, do you think law firms, lawyers should do podcasts and live streams? I think it would be I think it would be beneficial. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would love to to be able to do that. Um, we we have some really busy attorneys. Oh, I so know. One of the important things about doing that, because we've had some people suggest it. One of the important things about setting up um, a digital presence is you don't want to set it up and then abandon it. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody has an idea about doing something digital, I want to come up with a plan to keep it going. Yeah. You can't be one person, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love doing this. This is our platform and I've got Vinny and Dave, you know, by the way, hi Vinny. Hi Dave. Um, But what we're doing is, Bringing in new faces, like you, for example, you're a fantastic right. new face. 
Um, you know, and and that keeps it fresh, and it also makes it so it's somewhat consistent. You know, you can count on a guest, right? Yes, it's not the same person over and over again. Um, so if you're asking, if you're at one law firm, my thing is that if you're at a law firm and you're the sole lawyer, well, it's gonna be hard to continually do a podcast over and over and over again. You know. Yes. Um, you need to be creative or you need to change and flex your time. By the way, I'm getting the UPS. I'm afraid my dogs are going to bark in a minute. So <laughs> we knew this would happen. We talked about it. We did. It. Oh, good. They're driving away. So anyway, um, but no, you're right. You can't abandon. I mean, we're at 120 episodes or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we're relentless. Yes. Um, but, but that's what it, it takes. You know, I'm a lawyer, though. I mean, I'm not, but let's pretend for a minute. I'm yeah. a lawyer. And it's the billable hour or serving the customer versus marketing my firm. Right. You know, and that's, that's my challenge in, in involving yeah. the attorneys in this is that I realize what they, you know, they have to get things done for the clients. I, I didn't go to law school. Away from clients to do stuff. I didn't go to law school, but, <laughs> um, but I can tell you that I don't, know if there is a class on marketing your law firm in law school. Um, I, I think some of the more progressive ones have done it, you know, and mm -hmm. are helping people, you know, grow, know how to start a firm and grow a firm because that's important business. Yeah. It's part of business. Um, but I don't think it's required. I, I just, I don't know for a fact. I, somebody maybe chime in on the comments and let us know, but, um, but it should be right. Because you, yes. you're, even as an individual attorney, an associate a law firm, you know, you should want to grow. You should want to gain clients. You should want to grow your firm. It's going to grow your billable hours, and but it takes an investment. It takes an investment. So, um, you know, let me let me ask you this. Let's uh, if I am a lawyer, if I am a solo, let's uh, and I let's just talk to the law firm that doesn't have an expert like you. Okay, a marketing expert like you. But let's assume. You know, we're in a law firm. I'm I'm the owner of the law firm, solo or small firm. I don't have a marketing professional, um, and I don't I I don't I've never outsourced. What are some baby steps you would suggest for that law firm, that legal professional? If they have no marketing whatsoever out there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of getting to the basics, and then you want to yeah. figure out who who your audience is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. And what your message is. Oh, that's even, wow. You hit on the, you know, um, in my mind, now I, I know marketing, right? But for some reason when, in this question, I was thinking to myself, oh, go to your LinkedIn profile. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, there are tasks that you can do, but the tasks that you do really need to be driven by a strategy. And yeah. your strategy yeah. is built by who is your audience and what's your message. Yeah. Who am I talking to and what am I trying to tell them? Right. Oh, wow. That's that. So, um, so I'm, uh, let's just kind of, let's, can we just workshop it for a second? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I love doing this. I'm a domestic relations solo practitioner, right? Okay. And there's dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of DR professionals out there. Right. Um, how would I, how would I go about considering what would, what are some of the questions you think that you would ask about ask? I should ask myself, what is my 
who, you know, who am I, what is my audience and what am I trying to tell them? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the, th- this goes way back. Sorry to put you on the spot. Sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, no, no. This goes way back. But I mean, this is what one of the things that I did when I got to Strauss Troy is I thought about what is our unique selling proposition? Mm-hmm. What makes us different from other firms? So a, an attorney in a solo firm would um, think about what makes me different from other attorneys who do the same thing, because there's mm-hmm. got to be something. Yeah. And yeah. so think about that kind of work, work your thoughts around that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, one of the things that we have is um, we have a lot of several of our attorneys are um, practicing collaborative law. So mm-hmm. do you spe- specialize? We don't use, but do you yeah, yeah. Um, focus on a certain area? So mm-hmm. um, maybe that's what you want to do. So then you're going to target a different group of people than somebody who wants a different type of divorce. I learned on the USP, the unique selling proposition a long time ago, that it's just as important to realize what is not unique about yourself. Right? Yes. And so the, the rule, something. Oh, so. yeah. And so what I learned was this is a nice, this is a nice way to help you with that USP, the unique, unique selling proposition. Can somebody else say it? Yeah. Can my competitors say that? Oh, I give excellent customer service. Well, everybody says that. Everybody says that, right? We communicate better than anyone, right? <laughs> we always return your calls. Yeah. We're for full service. If other people can claim that it's not unique. Right. right? What is unique is I'm in Sharonville or, you know, or, um, you know, I deal with the only the, you know, the wealthiest of the wealthiest or the poorest of the poor, right? Right. That's unique. And if you are dealing with only that type of case, that is going to determine where you get your message out. Yeah. We call that, I call that the watering hole, you know, yeah. where you go, where everybody, where the people that, that are, you're targeting, where are yeah. they? Are they on Facebook? Maybe they are. Maybe they're on LinkedIn. Maybe they're on Snapchat. I know it's funny. TikTok, who knows, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, I, if, if here, here's a unique one, I work, I, I represent TikTok uh, influencers. That's unique. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what you're looking for. Um, so, well, listen, you know, I, we're, we're, we're short on time here. We've run over again. We always try to hit 20 minutes or three minutes. Over. We could talk for hours on this because we could, I, yeah. you're and a I love great to talk topic. about it. You're a great, you're great on this topic. So, but, um, but listen, everyone, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to get contact Krista, her um, LinkedIn profile. You go search her on LinkedIn. Um, she, she's easy to connect with, but I also put a link to your LinkedIn profile in our post. Um, but again, you know, Krista Carter, just look for her on LinkedIn. And uh, we are here every Tuesday at 1030 Eastern. Um, but I mean, a lot of people know how to find the schedule for the show or find, find our old shows. We have a group on LinkedIn called no law firm left behind, of course. Right. You know, (laughs) (laughs) and so, um, I would give you a pretty URL for it. Unfortunately, LinkedIn still doesn't give us pretty URLs for our groups. (sighs) I'm going to get them to change that one day. 
But if you just go to LinkedIn and go uh, hashtag no law from left behind, you'll find something from no law from left behind or just do the search on, on LinkedIn. And uh, if you want to find all of our past episodes, we're on all the podcast platforms, Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, I, the list goes on and on. You can go to our link tree here um, or just search No Law From Left Behind on uh, Google. So, Krista, you, you've done a great a job and a fantastic job. I think you've given us some good tips and some good insights. I really appreciate you joining us. I can't wait to join us again sometime. Uh, thanks for having me, and I look forward to joining you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? We're going to have you on. There's definitely no doubt about it. But you and I have to connect up about the LMA event. When is that again? That is... Um, I think we decided it is June 21st. Make sure we get some posts on it. I'll also make sure it gets on no law from left behind for everyone. So, all right, everyone. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it. Krista, have a great day. Thank you. Take care, everyone.